Not long ago, there were only three television channels, and the cheaply made family man comedy was king. Turning the dial would only give you another glimpse into a suburban nuclear family with a breadwinner husband, a stay-at-home wife, and the occasional talking horse. That is, until 1964, when one show dared to take a glimpse into the lives of terrible monsters that lived next door. The Monsters premiered that September, and, well, America has yet to recover. The Monster Hunter shuns the millions of hours of original shows that are available at the press of a button to take a look back at a 60-year-old comedy about a Frankenstein monster and his grotesque family. He he reaches down, he just grabs her by the butt and lifts her up. Yep. Yeah. Instead of opening the window... He punches through the window, which, I mean, this is your damn window, man. By the way, he's trying to catch uh, the raven out of the the clock. Oh, is that what he's doing to feed the cat? Yeah. Yeah. I was very disinterested, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) The Munster Hunters, available every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, greetings, and good day. My name is Keith Gala, and welcome to That Was Great, Wasn't It? Each week, I'll be joined by my friends, both old and new, to reminisce on our youth via the nostalgic power of Saturday morning cartoons. We'll be revisiting shows from the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. Some are classics, some are classical air quotes, but all will have us pondering the same philosophical conundrum. That was great, wasn't it? Season 1, we're breaking down Pro Stars. Pro Stars is part of NBC's 1991 Saturday morning lineup and featured real and fictionalized versions of three all-time greats, Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, and Wayne Gretzky, doing their best to stop bad guys, inspire the youth, and protect the environment? Hmm, okay. Joining me this week is my friend Chris DeVos. Chris is the lead on Podcast 42, a show where four podcasters board a spaceship supplied by the SpaceX program. They travel through an anomaly and find themselves bouncing from planet to planet, each which has been inspired by Earth's own pop culture influences. Additionally, Chris is one of the heads of the Podfix Network, which we are a part of, and thus I am contractually obligated to have him on the show. I'd have me without a contract because he's a great guest, very supportive, and also because it's been after Phil Rude, which I have a contract with Phil. That's how that works. So there's a link to the episode in the show notes, so you can go ahead and watch, play along at home. Uh, but uh, let's uh, get going with this thing then, right? Chris is waiting. Chris, hey, how are you doing, sir? Oh, let me make sure. Chris DeVos. I don't want people to think I'm already repeating uh, guests here. We're on episode six. How are you today? I am doing real good, especially uh, since tomorrow I have plans to binge the whole season of Pro Stars. Oh, in one sitting? In one sitting. I watched my assigned episode, but now I need to go back, you know, to figure out all the the plot holes that I'm missing, all the history. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. And then I'm yeah. going to go forward to see what happens next. I was worried that that would happen with people as we went along, um, that there'd be questions like they that all the inside jokes, uh, uh, the uh, the the will will they or won't they between uh, the mom character and Michael, you know, all that stuff. Like I, I'm pretty sure people <laughs> people are a little confused about some of those things. Um, so yeah, if you're gonna go back through, uh, honestly, do sitting down binging 13 22 minute uh poorly recorded episodes on youtube um you know ripped from a vhs uh, on youtube is probably the best way to do this because then you're yeah, done I, and you yeah can, i can't think of any better use of my time than to actually do that no because i'm pretty sure then you need like a couple extra days then because uh, I'm assuming you're like on vacation the rest of the week or something. So you've watched it all, and then you need a couple extra days just so your brain can actually wrap itself around what you just saw, uh, associate why you did what you did in watching this in the first place, and then coming to grips with not being mad at me for making you watch it. I was just going to call in. 
and complain. I'm not on vacation, so. Oh yeah, you might you might need to yeah you might need to talk to somebody about it, even, uh, maybe some therapy. I don't know. Hopefully, this is therapy for me. I don't know. It's uh, it's been moving along nicely. This is uh, episode six. We're gonna be talking about Brazil nuts today. Uh, the boys, uh, the pro bros, are gonna be on the road again. Uh, they've been to Scotland. They've been to the Bermuda Triangle. We go into the Amazon this episode. I'm very excited to see what happens. Uh, but one thing I'm uh, very excited to talk to you about today, Chris, is, and I've been teasing this for a couple episodes, is uh, each week we decide to dive in, talk about something a little specific, and I want to I want to spend some good quality time on the Pro Stars theme song. Yeah, it is it is super catchy. It's been stuck in my head all day. I've been humming it. Um, mm-hmm, pro stars. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh. I do believe the youngsters like to use the term slaps. Now, uh, <laughs> now there was now. See, here's another thing. So there are two versions of the pro stars theme. Uh oh. Um, and I, I, I need to go back and oh god, I'm making myself go back and rewatch an episode. Well, only the only the beginning, so I can find out when did they switch out from from one to the other. Now, the first version that they did, uh, it takes from uh, uh, Queen, you know, "We Will Rock You," and they replaces that "We Will We Will Rock You" with "We Are We Are Pro Stars." Okay, that I'm glad you said there's two versions yeah. because I did look it up online and it said it's based on Queen's We Will Rock You but I don't think this episode has that version because there's no way the one I heard is based on We Will Rock You. Yeah, now for anybody confused, I will put uh, links in the show notes to uh, both versions um, because there is a little bit of change up. So in the first one, in addition to I think flowing a little bit better because it tries to match up with We Will Rock You uh, we get Airball Hang Time Michael's gonna blow their minds. We are, we are pro stars. Slapshot hockey puck. Wayne's gonna make them duck. Football breakaway. Bo's gonna save the day. We are pro stars. Slam jam in their face. Michael puts them in their place. Speed skate. Score a goal. Wayne's always in control. Fastball. Big swing. Bo knows everything. Which I think that especially that line, I don't know why they dropped it in the other version. Uh, the second version, uh, they just say they say pro stars a lot. They say uh, pro stars, all stars, pro stars, uh, quite a bit, and they also dropped off a lot of lyrics for some reason. And uh, all right, so I I get why like maybe like Queen was like, hey, your show sucks, you can't use our song. Or or maybe like they saw they were like cool with it. Then they saw the first episode and they were like, whoa, no, 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 no. Um, right. So, but they changed lyrics, which is the weird part because I think some of the other lyrics are better. Uh, but the version two says, Michael's crime is slam time, pro stars. Wayne's hot slap shot. Bo knows where to go, pro stars. And then it's uh, pro stars, all stars, pro stars type thing. They come back, then they keep the line, slam jam in their face, Michael puts them in their place. So that's in both. And then we get blue line, crunch time, Wayne will score just in time, pro stars, all stars, showstopper, big swing, Bo's the man, gonna hit a grand slam. Leaving the thing that says Bo knows everything is such a better line there. And I, yeah, I mean that was just, that's his signature. Yeah, and so I don't know why they took that out. I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe Nike had something. Well, Nike was like, whoa, 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 nope, sorry, you guys can't use that uh, Bono's line um, because we own the rights to or something. I don't know, but it seemed weird that they changed it up, and uh, the beat doesn't change that much, um, but just enough so you're no longer listening to "We Will Rock You." Pro Stars edition. Okay, so I'm I'm pretty sure the one that I listened to was not the Queen one. Yeah, and 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 if I'm not, I'm gonna have to go back and check out episode one again just to double check like when do they ever actually use this? Um, 
and why, like, you know, there's, I, cause I had actually had to look it up a couple times. I was like, wait a minute, there's two versions. I don't think I've heard a, any other version other than what I heard. So the other one, maybe they, maybe the other one was aired on TV once and then never made it back on again in any other version, I guess. Um, VHS, DVD, laser disc reruns, etc. But, uh, yeah, it's, this is it, but it's it's the right either way. The song is right on point um, in discussing who these guys are. Um, they throw some stock footage in there of each one of them doing their thing. Yeah, yeah. but they only could afford like one little tiny loop of stock footage because it's it's the same loop over and over again throughout all the lyrics. It is, it is. Um, you know, and it's it's very well known. Uh, very well-known shots of those guys doing stuff like that, that have been played on highlight reels over and over again. Um, I do believe on that one, Bo Jackson, he runs, he goes all the way in for a touchdown. In fact, he runs through the end zone and into like a, like the stadium hallway or something like that. Oh yeah. And then, uh, there's the other one where, uh, he runs up the, the fence. And the interesting thing is, so he's, they show highlights of him playing for the Kansas city Royals. But in one of the other episodes, he explains that he's currently playing for the, the Chicago White Sox at the time that they're making this. So why they didn't put any highlights of him there, except for maybe that was like his like super signature uh, baseball highlight. I would have showed him breaking the uh, breaking a bat over his head or over his knee. Was that something he did? Yes, he'd strike out and then he'd just snap a bat right over his knee. Oh, okay. In, in I will say um, this about the band, though. The band sounds like um, a cover band for Kiss that <clears throat> just a group of dads have formed in their garage. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds pretty accurate. Yeah, they're probably just they. They were like, "Hey, let's uh, let's." Actually, you know, it's I. I wouldn't be surprised. Like one of the show producers was like. You know, hey, me and my buddies, we play, we play music. Yeah, we got this band, and we already spent all our budget on the the pro stars themselves. So, uh, you guys mind if we just play? We'll do it for free, <laughs> and, and that's what came out. Like that's, yeah. But especially with with all of the ridiculousness that they put into each one of these episodes, um, the basics of the song lyrics is just it's amazing how basic they went there because there is, there is some sort of creative mind going on here. I'm not going to say a great creative mind. I'm not going to say a healthy creative mind. There is one here for the show. Uh, but when it came to the theme song, they just, I don't know, but that's what it is. Yeah. I will say this for the show. I'm going to say something positive about the show. Oh, absolutely. Watching it. And I'm going to age myself here. But watching that hand-drawn style of animation brought back a lot of nostalgia for me. Oh, that's exact. That's I mean, that's the main part of what like the show in general is supposed to be. Um, you know, we we all remember these like certain things, these nostalgic things, things that we love. The way that all the art was done back in like you know the the Saturday morning cartoon era. Yes. Um, and you love seeing all these things, but then all of a sudden you're like. What what the fuck were they showing us? Like, to, and I, honestly, like I would have recent discussions with some other people. Pro stars then seems to be very much um, not even like the craziest thing that's out there. <laughs> and uh, it, it's uh, I'm I'm continuing to make a bigger and bigger list uh, for future seasons. Uh, I was just and, and every time I'm like, wait a minute, how? Who allowed this to to? Then like, we wonder what's wrong with the youth today. They did not have um, anything. You know, they they're watching normal stuff now. You know, they they don't have anything to corrupt their mind quite the way we did as kids. It also seems to me like they had one school of thought of how humans should look like. Because after watching Pro Stars, I'm like. That's how, like, every human looked in every cartoon back then. With the exception of Bo. Nobody had those shoulders. Yeah, yeah, Bo was yeah. a little exaggerated. Um, but. but, yeah, all the rest, yeah, it's all very much, um, 
Well, actually, uh, interesting you say that. So that the guys who did um, who did this uh, DCI animation, like they're all o- they are their signatures all over like a ton of other Saturday morning cartoons. So it's it's very what you're saying there falls right in the line that these same guys animated like almost everything for a while. <laughs> yeah, like it they, seems to be how it was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's great nostalgic value. Uh, it gives you a little bit of a good feel. Uh, and then the theme song ends and this episode starts and then you're like, Oh, what? The heck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what did Keith do to me here? But, <clears throat> uh, we are going to do our deep dive into the episode, breaking it all down. Brazil nuts. Um, but first we got some bills to pay. Uh, Chris, I hope you don't mind. Yeah, you're going to sit in with me as uh, we do a little live read. <clears throat> okay. Uh, you mentioned uh, nostalgia, and that's what this week's advertiser is really trying to push. Um, Chris, when you were young, you go over to your grandparents' house. What were what were some of the best parts? Um, she well, I don't know if this is the best part, but Grandma was a little cheap, so she always had the knockoff brands of everything. Mm-hmm. So, like instead of Oreos, she had the Hydrox. Oh, okay. Well, Hydrox, was the, Hydrox like, was the original, by the way. So yeah, I know, but nobody knows that or remembers that. Yeah, no, that's something that's come up recently. But there's definitely no Oreo. Mm-hmm. Oreo far beat them, and she wouldn't have the Kraft macaroni and cheese. She would have some knockoff Kraft macaroni and cheese. It wasn't the Animal Cracker brand. It was the mm-hmm. knockoff Animal Cracker. But you were cool with it, and it's something like every time you saw him, you're like, "Oh, look, Grandma's house." Yeah, I knew it, I yeah, I knew what I was getting and mm-hmm. I was expecting it to be that way. If she had actually got Oreos, I would be upset. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I you know, between stuff like that or like maybe a fresh baked smell or uh playing uh my grandpa played poker with him. Uh but all my grandparents they used to have a junk drawer. Um she had my one grandma had a junk drawer. It was basically is a mini treasure chest worth of randomness. You can find crayons, comics, batteries, toys, scotch tape, who knows. Um, what you would find and, and not just what would I find each visit, but each time I opened it when I was visiting, so it could change up every single time. Her teeth. Yeah, that's very much a possibility. Yes. Uh, our latest sponsor junk drawer wants to bring the same wondrous vibe back and direct to you. Junk drawer is a subscription box service. They've scoured the globe, clearing out junk drawers worldwide. Take it all back to their warehouses where they use a proprietary sorting system, box it all up and ship it out to their customers. No two junk drawer boxes are the same. And Chris, I'm not talking about like month to month. I mean, no two are actually the same as they meticulously slapdash style of randomness will lead to repeated feelings of wonder, shock, and awe. Junk drawers even now just released a brand new app. It's filling up full of a community of subscribers ready to share photos of their monthly hoard. Uh, and as well as maybe potentially trade some of the items that you've gotten amongst each other. Uh, subscribe today. Mention that was great, wasn't it? And who knows, maybe they will toss in some extra items like maybe some arcade tokens from 1988 or uh, super glue from 1988. Uh, but either way, it's junk drawer. Get on that right now. And speaking of junk drawers, Pro Stars pretty much could be a junk drawer uh, when it comes to cartoons from Saturday mornings. I mean, it's uh, who knows what you're ever going to find with these episodes. <clears throat> so, uh, in our last episode, um, so My- Michael's started to show up in these like opening things. Oh, that was he not before? Uh, there's like three that he doesn't show up in early on. Um, but we get Bono's cartoons. We get yeah from Wayne. Uh, <laughs> That's my favorite part. Yeah. So in, in, I think it's episode two, they switch up and he says something different, but they just stick with that now. Uh, we get Pro Stars is on the way from MJ. And then Bo and Wayne introduce a cartoon, and this is the first time we now get MJ. He chimes back in with Pro Stars is all about helping kids. And again, they just get him at a, uh, I think at like practice or something. Yeah, because he's not wearing the super cool jacket that they're wearing. I noticed that right off. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I figured he was like too good for it or something. Well, I, I think when they were recording these, though, like, 
those guys are in their off season and MJ wasn't yet. Uh, he was pushing through the playoffs at the time. I'm, I'm going to guess that's my only thought at that part in 1991. Uh, the 92 Olympics were the following year where he would have been overseas uh, with the Olympic team. So, you know, that's uh, – yeah, he j- or he just – nobody told him until after, I guess, maybe too. Anyway, uh, so uh, they come up with the question – what happens if you drop out of sight before the big game? Um, Bo says, you know, rock stars do it all the time. It's just a publicity stunt. And then they're like, well, what about the rainforest? Like, they just kind of throw that in. Uh, they mentioned rainforest is the lungs of the planet. And um, I normally don't count the ones that are right in the opening questions, but Bono's lungs. Yes. <laughs> um, that's going to go on our Bono's counter that we're keeping up uh, uh, and compiling for the entire season. So then we I op- did make a list of Bono's for this episode. He he uses a lot of them. Um, I still don't think this is the... He, in episode two, he uses it like five or six times, and they're all just ridiculous. But he does get a, a good handful in. Um, at, at the end of the season, we're just going to we're gonna run them all down. Um, but yeah, just in case maybe I missed one, let me know uh, if we come upon something. Okay. Yeah. So those bat nose stuff too. Are you are you keeping uh, track of that? Uh, I am. I am. It's going to be like an asterisk. Next okay. Year, yeah. So uh, we open up with what seems to be a recurring theme now. Uh, last few episodes, Bo and Wayne are competing against each other. Uh, this time they're on stationary bikes, and it's uh, got a video screen. So they're on like this bike, uh, virtual biking thing. And they're yapping it up with each other. And MJ says, you know, guys, if you moved your feet as fast as your jaws, I wouldn't have this half-mile lead. Michael, we can. The, you're on the screen just ahead of him. You're, it's, not, it's not like you're way Like half-mile ahead, we wouldn't see him on the screen at that point. He's just right there. I don't. That's not a half-mile. You you're like a block ahead of him. I yeah. Don't know, I don't know what kind of space I and just time assumed judgment. their angle's different than my angle. So I was going to take his word for it. I don't know if I'm taking Michael's word in this at all. Uh, Mom comes in, and she says, it's time for business. Bo says, hang on. He wants to win this race first, but Mom, she just unplugs the machine. Doesn't stop the machines. It actually causes, uh, because Bo and Wayne are pedaling so fast, it causes their bikes to take off. They slam into the, uh, you know, they slam into the wall. This actually gets a really big laugh out of Jordan. Um me too. Yeah. <laughs> if he says for once, they should have listened to mom. And then Wayne, he knows what he did since they both crashed through. Um, or he wants to know what he did because they crashed through. It, he He's holding his nose. He obviously hit it on the wall when they crashed. And Bo says, he thinks, uh, he says, Wayne, I think you won by a nose. <sighs> so I have some questions because I'm coming in in the middle of this series. Yeah. Am I six, number six? Yes, number sir. Number five? Okay. So, I, I saw in the opening it's Mom's gym, and they're all calling her Mom. Yeah. But do we have any why she's Mom, or is she's it, she just, just opens up with Mom? Yeah, she's always okay. been Mom. Denise is her uh, assistant. Yeah, and, I didn't even know uh, who the chick was. Yeah, I don't think they referenced her as Denise in this one. Um, and then, uh, well, no, I think they do late in the episode. They they mention her, but then. Uh, um, then there's a guy who kind of pokes his head in through the wall and he, he's the neighbor and every episode they throw something through the wall, smash through the wall. And then his head pops up. He's either got like hockey pucks that pop out of his mouth or a basketball, like whatever they've thrown at him comes, you know, he ends up in his mouth for some reason. Yeah, I had no idea who that guy was. He looked mm-hmm. like a scientist guy, and then she pulled off something off his head, and he had like a stopwatch in his mouth, uh, and then pe- nothing's ever referenced of, uh, to pieces it. Pieces of the bike. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, that's what happens to him every time. Okay, because I, I thought maybe he was like an intricate part of it, and then he just disappears, and we don't even mention him again. Uh, the only way, the only, he's the only reason he's intricate is because he is in every episode, I do believe. Um, at least for the six we've watched, he is in the... Uh, and when they go to the Himalayas, he's like on vacation there. He's like, oh man, great. I'm away from the pro stars and all their stuff. And then pro star one flies over him, scares him, knocks him off the mountain. Oh, as one would do. 
Yeah, so it kind of still happens there. Uh, and is mom supposed mm-hmm. to be German? I think Jewish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's uh, the description that they had on the Wikipedia thing was uh, she's uh, quasi-Jewish. I, but she just throws a lot of stuff out all the time. Yes. Uh, we do learn a little bit more about her here. Uh, mom says if they're done with some sillies, it's time for their most mysterious mission ever. I love that line, and I plan to use it. Oh, if you're done with your sillies? If you're done with your sillies, that is now my new saying. Yeah, it's a, it's a, she has a lot of good sayings. Um, she says something strange is happening at her favorite place in the world. Wayne, uh, who we now, over these episodes, knows likes to eat. He goes, Sadie's house of strudel? Mom says no, but she reveals that when she was young, she would dance the samba. She grabs Wayne and starts spinning around a bit because they're going to be going to Brazil. Uh, she spins him off in the bow, catches him. Wayne says thanks. Boses don't mention it. And then Wayne goes, but I already did. Again, with uh, the other Wayne-esque thing here is that he's not very bright either. Yeah, Wayne uh, kind of remind me of Brad Pitt in the way that Brad Pitt's always eating in his movies. That's like his thing. You know what? That's the first time anybody's mentioned that. I'm sure that I bet you that is an influence in this. Well, no, yeah, 90, 90, 91 might still be a little too early for that to be an influence. But yeah, oh, maybe that's where oh, maybe that's where Brad gets it from. Maybe, maybe he's a fan. Maybe he wants to do like the live action pro stars, and he wants to play Wayne Gretzky. Or he figured nobody saw that cartoon, and he stole that as his thing. It could be. It could be. And no one's going to research this. They'll just think it's a Brad Pitt thing when it's actually a Wayne Gretzky, Gretzky thing. Yeah, nobody's going to watch a 31-year-old cartoon and, like, you know, start <laughs> looking into it. Uh, MJ starts laughing, which then Mom goes, picks him up by the knees, and starts spinning him around. You really are the heir, Jordan, aren't you? Uh, Denise enters the room. She's pretty much a buzzkill at this point, but she has the video that they need to uh, see. Mom tosses MJ aside and says, to the video room, my little macaws. <clears throat> they go to the video. Uh, Paco says, bonjour. My close caption said, bone gear. <laughs> um, Paco shows him a giant rock. Uh, now, I was trying to figure out how to spell this exactly. It's Shafrido uh, Diablo, a.k.a. the Devil's Spire. And Paco, he helps people climb up the... Uh, up the devil's spire. But when yeah, famous, he's like 13 or something, it looks like, and he's mm-hmm. helping he's, these guys climb this mountain. Supposedly. He's a Sherpa. He's a, uh, Alpine, uh, an Alpinist, I think is the, the correct term. Yeah. Sounds good yeah. to me. Uh, you should watch that on, on Netflix. It's a pretty good one. A good documentary. Uh, anyway, but the, but the famous rock star, Senor Karasi and his band, they tried and it sank into the ground. Uh, please hurry. And then the ground shakes. We get static. Bono shaky camera work, but that looked like an earthquake. Denise checks the computer uh, to see that the spire is in the Amazon. MJ, who's the very uh, scientifically smart one in the show, strange because normally there is negligible seismic activity in the tectonic area. Area. Wayne wants it in English, and Bo says he's talking earthquakes. Uh, and then Mom wonders if Crossy is such a rock star, how come he can't climb out? So not the rock and roll star. Uh, Denise quickly explains how mom got it wrong. Um, we learned that he was going to do a satellite benefit concert on top of the spider raise money for the Amazon. We learned that Wayne reveals that Van Karasi is his favorite singer. And then MJ says something, uh, the band in the, uh, something bad in the rainforest could affect the whole world. But Wayne's actually more uh, worried about his non-refundable tickets uh, to the Van Karasi concert next month in L.A. Yeah, those are expensive, man. Mm-hmm. I'd be worried, yeah. too. <clears throat> so I'm also thinking, uh, it was just like they just, instead of Van Halen, they had to come up with something, Van something. Ah, I didn't even put that together. Yeah. Uh, so now it's it's gear time. Um, the guys are ready to run out, but Mom says, slow down. She has to give them the gear. Uh, what's the matter? You got pants in your hands? I, I listened to it twice. I couldn't fully understand, so I'm going with closed caption. Uh, she asked, do you have pants in, her, in your hands? I uh, thought she said, do you have pants in your ants? Oh, that might be too. Which closed would be caption, backwards uh, of the saying, yeah. 
Closed caption doesn't like mom very much. <laughs> Actually, they don't really like pro stars very much. Uh, Bo gets a radar bat to help him find his way through the jungle. You should uh, mention also that it's like the world's biggest bag to pull these three. One really small item <clears throat> and two standard size items. But the bag was huge. I was expecting yeah. more out of the bag. So she used a, a very large bag once before that could turn into a golf cart and everything. But usually when they're opening stuff up in in the headquarters, like she's not digging through like one bag. She just has stuff all around. So that's a good oh, okay. catch. I didn't I didn't notice that. Um the radar starts going off immediately. Wayne isn't happy about it. He's like, Get get that away from me. Uh the thing's acting weird and Bo says no. Bo's bat knows. Uh, uh, close caption says "Bull's back nose," and that's <laughs> and that's N O S E. Uh, and Wayne's like, "Ah, oh, fine." And he pulls a two foot sub out from up his sleeve. Uh, he was gonna save it till later, but eh, since it's out, I'm pretty but, sure it was just a lettuce sub as well. <laughs> they only had lettuce on it. I'm a hundred percent positive of that. All right. Uh, before he can even get a, a bite into it, Mom shoots it with a plunger arrow from a hockey stick crossbow, which she says, is this a nifty little tchotchke or what? It's great that they managed to put tchotchke into a kid's cartoon. Uh, well, it, she's Jewish. Yeah. It will help Wayne swing through the jungle with the greatest of ease. And he's like, man, Tarzan, here I come. He then, uh, okay, so the sandwich is... Stuck to the wall with the plunger. Uh, I don't understand why it's stuck to the wall because the plunger is only on one side. Uh, but he ends. He takes it. And he's holding it. Holds it up. The sandwich up by the plunger, and then he like proceeds to eat part of it. Uh, for Michael, she has something special. She gives him a ring, and MJ says it's a nicely crafted ring. But if it isn't for the NBA championship, I don't need it. Know what I mean? Uh, he would get his uh, official championship ring that he won uh, earlier that summer in the fall when they hand him out at the beginning of the year. So he's just kind of waiting for them to give him that. Uh, oh, yeah, Mr. Championship Championship. Mom puts on the ring. Denise is quick to say, no, don't, don't do that in here. But Mom's like, I'm not listening to you. She aims at MJ and uses Denise's brand-new electric, uh, brand-new magnetic field generator, lifting him off the ground. Um, MJ says, well, it's not a championship ring, but it certainly has an uplifting quality and increases hang time considerably. Oh, boy. Uh, in Pro Stars 1, M they jump in Pro Star 1. That's their ship. MJ and Wayne are giving some facts about the rainforest. Wayne mentions it's 25% of the oxygen created on Earth. Bo likes breathing, so Bo loves rainforests. Can we mention that the ship is really... Um... Uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but there's so many sports references, and later we'll learn all the sports gear they use to, you know, help them out. And the ship is very plain, super plain. <clears throat> um, I do believe it looks more like a shoe in the original episode. Like I thought it was a shoe in the first episode, but it gets smashed up. S sorry, spoilers if you haven't been keeping up, uh, everybody. She um, would have been much better than this. It's it's a black plane with some weird-looking mm -hmm. wings. Like Batman could fly it. It's kind of like a Batman-esque mm -hmm. ship. And I was like, I don't understand. They lost an opportunity in the animation there. Yeah. Well, they have a Pro Star 1, Pro Star 2, and Pro Star 3. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Pro Star 2 is like a little two-seater. Pro Star 3, I think, pretty much looks just like Pro Star 1. But... Uh, I like that Bo likes breathing, so Bo loves the rainforests. Um, that might get an asterisk and go into the next to the Bo nose thing because it's just a ridiculous thing to say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, they land. I think uh, Pro Star Three has Wi-Fi. That's the only difference. Oh yeah, probably five G stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, they land. Paco is right there. He greets them. He tells them that more of the force has been sinking. Bo wants to check out the spire, and Paco's like, "You're standing on it." It used to be thousands of feet high, and now it looks maybe like 10 feet off the ground at best. Uh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, and now, oh boy, this is... Uh, Wayne confirms it because somehow there's still snow on this mountain. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. If it's thousands of feet up, sure, you get some snow on the mountain, but at the point where it's already been all the way down to the normal part of the Amazon, it is probably melted, but it's there. And he tastes it just to confirm. 
And he uh, he squirts some mustard on it and then eats some more of it. Yeah, that's what I got out of it, mustard. Uh, so ooh, Wayne eats the yellow snow. Well, and then, yeah. I grew up in Ohio, and that would, as a kid, we would go outside, and and when it was snowing, and we would collect the snow, and we'd all have our little mustard containers, and yeah, that was pretty common. I mean, I grew up in Illinois, and I do believe it was, uh, don't you go where the huskies go, and don't you eat that yellow snow. Yeah, you guys used ketchup, though, didn't you? Uh, well, yeah, because you couldn't use it on hot dogs, but yeah, ketchup is fine with the snow. But yeah. That was also determined to make sure that you weren't eating, um, like some urine snow. Instead. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, he then says, "Not bad." Uh, Paco and his monkey, they call it Mister Monkey. They lead the way. Bo is tossing trees out of the way left and right, just picking them up. And he says, yeah. uh, "Destroying the rainforest himself." Well, I thought those were already knocked down. At least that's what I was hoping. Um, but Bo says breaking through the Broncos secondary is easier than this. And Wayne is for some Wayne is listening to music on a Walkman and he's drinking an umbrella drink. Uh, I'm assuming it's a mojito. I don't that They don't explain why he's doing that. Um, he hates like hot weather and all of a sudden he's out there like just kind of like eyes closed walking along. And so Bo, it, one time he pushes a giant branch out the way and then it just like cartoony comically swings back, hits Wayne, sends him flying. And then he tells Bo to watch the high sticking. Yeah, that like, was a good line. Yeah, they're just cramming every sports reference possible whenever they can. Um, they get up and walk away. The trees behind them rustle. You know, they don't see it. And also we hear someone talking. He says, uh, some more do gooding. I'm not even going to attempt to do this um, accent that he does, but uh, some more do gooding Americans have shown up. Uh, this video phone holds up. We it, we can't see anybody holding it, but it's held up. Um, and also they introduce themselves as Captain Ipanema. Uh, the guy on the video called that answers. Uh, he refers to him also as Captain Ipanema. Master of the Amazon, my leader, the most dynamic and hard to see man I've ever worked for. Uh, and he's clutching his hands together and like swaying back and forth, like, ooh, yeah. Like, it's just comically like uh, over the top uh, intro of this guy and like his major ass kissing. Which then Captain Ipanema says, stop sucking up because we have intruders. Um, yeah, well, he's the classic henchman's stereotype of that time, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the lieutenant makes some infrared adjustments, and then uh, he can now see Ipanema, who was invisible. Uh, and he's like, oh, he's like, he's so happy. The lieutenant is so happy to see him. He's like, it's so inspiring to see you. Uh, may I throw myself into battle for you? And Ipanema's like, no, you can't throw yourself into battle because uh, I need you to get the submarine ready to sail up the Amazon. Uh, and then he says, man, I, he need, thinks he needs to find a new lieutenant. This guy's willing to go to battle for you, dude. You don't need to find a new lieutenant. Right, he's like the perfect yeah. lieutenant. He's will do anything you want. Exactly. Uh, so we continue on the pro stars. We cut to them. They're walking through the Amazon. Paco warns, warns them to be careful. You never know what's going to pop out here in the Amazon. And also the branch uh, starts swinging around uh, and, and talking to confirm Paco's warning. And Wayne is like, I haven't seen a talking branch in a, 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 a long time. Uh, Ipanema reveals himself to be the invisible Captain Ipanema, soon to be ruler of the world, and the pro stars are his prisoners. MJ doesn't care who he is, although the invisibility has him interested, and he runs after him. He steps right into like one of those like uh, string traps. Uh, he steps right into it. Uh, Ipanema cuts the rope, and it pulls Michael up from the ground. Rain, Wayne hustles after him. He falls into a pit that had been covered over with grass and then uh Bo and Paco both get you know they get caught in this giant cage uh that pops up around him Bo growls uh and then he puts on some infrared sunglasses so he can see why maybe not use that when the guy tells you up front that he's the invisible captain Ipanema right there was opportunities there but we had to get all the classic traps in so Mm -hmm. it was better to wait so Wayne is in the pit, and he has a feeling he isn't alone. Uh, Ipanema calls him Fairface and then explains he's in a panther pit, and Ipanema hasn't fed it uh, the panther in a long while, 
which Wayne says is irresponsible. We see the panther leap at him as we fade to black in their traditional commercial cliffhanger. Yeah, well, I mean, he wasn't wrong. It's If you have a panther, if you're going to take the responsibility yeah. of having a panther, you should definitely feed it. Yeah, look, they're stopping bad guys. They're helping kids. They're saving the environment, and they want to be good to animals also here. Right. Uh, so we come back from the commercial thing. Bo is trying to get out of the cell still. He pulls out his gadget uh, bat from where? I don't know because he's only wearing shorts and a T-shirt. That was and out he, of his hand, I think, wasn't it? It just popped out of nowhere? Yeah, I, like maybe. they had like a like a... It looked like a thingy on his hand, and it kind of just zooped up like a lightsaber. Oh. Uh huh. Interesting. I, think. I remember. Uh, I was I was watching this on my iPad Mini, not on a bigger screen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so he uses the laser sword on it, cut the way out. Now, uh, this is a reference back to Episode One. They show this laser sword, and I don't believe he uses he's used it since. Um, he didn't even use it in that episode. Uh, so now he gets around to it. Uh, and he says, Bo knows batting cages, and this one wasn't made to take the heat uh, because he's you know cutting through and melting them. Uh, he gets out. Him and Paco get out. Wayne is in the pit. He is doing circles on the wall with his rollerblades, just going around in circles uh, and, and uh, that would be horizontally. Yeah, very impressive. And, yeah, very impressive. Um, and he can't seem to get away. A snake comes down uh, where MJ's at, hanging from the tree, and curls up around him. Uh, and he says it's up to Bo because he's all wrapped up right now. But I'm like, yeah. Uh, Bo tells Wayne to use the hockey stick plunger gun. Uh, the panther jumps up and comes back down, holding a hockey stick in his mouth. I don't see Wayne with any other hockey stick in here. But Wayne still has the gun in his hand, apparently. He shoots the plunger all the way up next to MJ. He bit part of the hockey stick off but it was like the whole thing still it looked um, like it was just it's the curvy part that's what he bit off but that's where the trigger was on the plunger gun i thought uh i do we does it have to make sense it's pro stars damn it it has to make sense <laughs> uh regardless so, he only bit half the hockey stick yeah so it still works enough for him to get up there and then uh, he presses a button. It, it raises him up out of the pit. Bo jumps on and grabs on to him. They go all the way up right next to where MJ's at. Uh, and uh, Jordan looks at him and says, uh, do either one of them want to try their hand at reptile removal? Bo and Wayne swing across. They grab the snake, pulling it off of Jordan completely before landing on a large branch. The snake hisses at Bo. Bo growls at it. And the snake goes completely stiff and just falls to the ground. Uh, very intimidating, Bo Jackson. Yeah, uh, Jordan gets himself out of the uh, uh, the other thing, the, uh, the string around his ankle. He swings over and joins them. And uh, they they say, and he goes, they've just met the man behind the sinking mountain. So the pro bros they swing on. Bo uses his glasses to see their favorite invisible tyrant heading into a crater. Uh, they all let go of the, of the vines they're on, and MJ tells them to use their roto jets in their shoes, and they can make a nice little soft landing down into the crater. Uh, the cut to inside the crater reveals a huge mining operation that is apparently what's behind these issues. And we find out Captain Ipanema is mining uh, Amaz Amazonite, yes, which is the rarest of all minerals, Makes things invisible on contact. Michael didn't believe it actually existed. Uh, Bo mentions that Impanima must be painting himself with the stuff. And Wayne, who as he walked through it and the dust got on him, couldn't see his legs anymore. Uh, and he's relieved because he was worried he was going to have to wear shorts all the time uh, since he couldn't see his legs. It, except for when they're in like the Himalaya mountains, Wayne is wearing shorts all the time in the series. Oh, yeah? So I, I, oh, and when they're golfing in Scotland, he puts some long, some long shorts on for a while. But like most of the time, he's wearing shorts. So I don't know what his problem with having to wear shorts is, um, even though he thought he couldn't see his legs. Yeah, I'm not a fan of shorts, so I can uh, understand that. Yeah, I, I am. I'm a major fan. I if I never have to wear long pants again, it'll be the greatest thing ever. Uh, they they look around and they see Van Karasi. Uh, the band is in a small cell along with all their musical equipment. Um, 
and they break out into like a quick little song. Wayne is very excited. Uh, he's hoping to sing with them, but MJ says his voice could sink the mountain even further. He should not be excited because that was a terrible song. Yeah, it was. T- I had no hopes for this band whatsoever. I'm like, I hope it gets better. Well, you could still keep hoping. Um, so it, if we want to put this together so far, so Wayne can't sing. Um, the only thing Bo suddenly so far doesn't know is music. Uh, that was in an earlier episode. So they, the music uh, stuff here isn't really going over very well. They haven't asked MJ very much about that yet, but I'm assuming he's probably not too talented in some other art type thing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Ipanema runs off. It, to me, it doesn't look like anybody had trouble seeing him. Uh, you know, cause anytime that you want to see him before Bo had his glasses on and it, like the whole screen would be a little red tinted. Yes. It didn't, it didn't look like that this time. I think it was a continuity error. Yeah. More than likely. I look, this, look shows as great as this. Sometimes they have continuity errors. Yeah. Um, I mean, billion dollar movies sometimes make mistakes. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Some franchises, you know, have guys hold old bowling games. Uh, to make it seem like they're reading demands off of it. Yeah, Starbucks uh, cups and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I have loved that the book of Boba Fett, people keep picking out all the weird, like, normal day-to-day things that are being used there. And I guess one is like a 1980s um, bowling, uh, handheld bowling game. Oh, I didn't even notice that. But yeah. Star Wars has done that before. They've just taken something normal and just painted it and... Mm. It's not I've uncommon. Noticed people, uh, I've noticed people picking it out a lot more lately, I guess. Yeah, just watch the story. That's all yeah. I say to those guys. Mm-hmm. Which is what you need to do here. Uh, as the band <laughs> uh, the band says they're going to stay behind and rehearse. They need Wayne to. Wa- yeah, well, they do. Wayne wants to play some of his songs when they get back. Rossi says that will be grand. And then MJ quickly chimes in, it won't be when you hear them. Burn. Yeah. Uh, so they chase... Uh, they chase Ipanema down this very large pipe. Um, he gets in the sub, and then he floods the area. And the pro bros have to swim out, and they pop up in a river. And they're like, hey, like, where are we at? Where is that pipe going to? Uh, so Bo uses his radar bat um, to figure out what's going on. And he says, Bo's radar bat knows all. <clears throat> uh, but he doesn't that, reveal anything. No, he doesn't. Now, this is the interesting part, though. Michael knows a, a lot, too, because Michael says, based on the frequency of the radar blip, it suggests something of an extremely large mass and shaped like a pickle. Wayne gets super excited. Now, when they cut back to Bo, the radar is pointing down right in front of him. And I just I found that very funny. Uh, uh, I, obviously not what they intended, I'm sure, but it's it seemed very funny. I don't... Or maybe... Well, maybe yeah, maybe they were. I because I'm sorry, not spoiled, but when we see the amphibious submarine, it's not shaped like a pickle. So not at all. Know. Yeah, so maybe there was something completely different. So now we know that Bo Jackson's thing is shaped like a pickle. I think that's what they're inferring here. Yes. Uh, so Bo says something else is there. Wayne dips under the water. He comes up. He says, "Ah, it's just a school of fish." And when MJ asks what kind, Wayne doesn't care because they weren't broiled, baked, or fried, which. It's a good point. Good point. Uh, Bo and MJ, they check it out. They quickly pop up and they yell to Wayne that the fish are man-eating piranhas. Wayne says, oh, great, and I'm a man. First intelligent thing he said all day. Mm -hmm. And then they fade to the commercial cliffhanger. To the second one. It's a lot of commercials for a 22-minute show. So then we come back. Yeah. Uh, They come back. The piranha are chasing the guys. MJ throws three of the inflatable basketballs that uh, he got from Mom in uh, one of the earlier episodes. See, that's what I'm talking about. I had no idea where all of a sudden he had a pocket full of basketballs. I'm coming in episode six. I've missed so much history. Well, Chris, usually a lot of the stuff that Mom goes over in gadget time, they never actually use. Um, So, like... These like just showing up every now and then. It's just like, or or they'll use um a gadget that they'll use the gadget she's given them, but then they also use other gadgets that were never referenced before. So you're not you're not completely out just jumping out. I mean, this could happen to anybody. Okay. Um, they're manning piranha, but they do stop to 
nibble on some inflatable basketballs when they do uh, these giant like uh, balloon sized basketballs eventually explode they send the fish flying um, Wayne is still swimming even as he's on shore mm-hmm. that seemed like the thing uh, they reunite with Paco and Mr. Monkey uh, the monkey is going nuts and he points to the river but no one can see anything MJ though says it's Ipanema's amphibious submarine Bo puts on the glasses. He can see it coming and confirms. Impanimas then starts talking and he says, now not only invisible but invincible, off to conquer the world, and the best part is they won't see him coming. <clears throat> Monologuing. Yeah. Uh, Michael starts filling another one of the basketball balloons. He's filling it up with mud. Bo lifts up two trees. Uh, he lays one across the other. Um, they all start to roll the ball over towards this and then MJ tells Wayne you know what to do Bo then tells uh, I'm sorry MJ then tells Bo to adjust the axis 14 degrees and then 6 minutes to the west I'm not sure what that means but I, I guess if you're looking at a <laughs> clock you're adjusting it 6 minutes I don't know yeah that's what I, that's how I took it yeah. um, then they say the catapult is ready to fly fire Wayne flies over with Pro Star 1 where he got to that I have no idea he turns off the engine, like just hits the key. The engine goes off, and it drops down, lands right on the part of the tree, and it's like a, a seesaw. Sends the mud ball, mud ball flying. It hits Ipanema, and it coats his entire vehicle with mud. Now they can see it. Uh, Bo then crushes some amazite and becomes invisible, except for the glasses. Yes, that was the best. <laughs> so now, we can reference where he's at. Well, the, and I was also like, well... It made the pants, it made the shorts, made his shoes, made him. Everything is invisible except for these glasses. Is that because, I think because they're like, oh, the, the infrared glasses that he can see everyone being invisible, obviously those aren't going to disappear. No, that's, that's so he knew yeah. where he was so we could follow his actions. I mean, Mr. Monkey was there to help too. Yeah. Um, Bo says, or MJ says Bo has never looked better. We cut over. Wayne is taunting Ipanema uh, by like skating around. Uh, and telling him that his uh, uh, submarine is dirty. We then get a full name reveal. Captain Nemo Impanima. Captain Nemo Impanima. Soon to be king of the Amazon. Uh, and he's going to turn the great one into a flat one. It's a, ter- a good line, but bad line. Yeah, I don't know um, what that means. Uh, Wayne Gretzky's the great one. That's his nickname. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. I don't uh, sports ball. <laughs> no, you do a bit, um, especially fantasy football-wise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. Real good at that. Uh, MJ swings over to the crater. He yells down to the band who are still rehearsing that, hey, we're almost done up here. Don't, you know, we'll be back in a little bit. The band didn't seem to care. Nah. Yeah. Rock and uh, roll. Mm-hmm. So Bo then, uh, he's gotten onto the amphibious submarine. And he's messing around with Ipanema, but since he can't see him, or even the glasses that are floating around, he thinks it's Mr. Monkey. Eventually, uh, it it goes and it gets out of control, and uh, Ipanema's kind of he's gonna fall into the crater, um, you know where they're at, and he's gonna end up crushing the band and everything. Uh, Bo uses the plunger gun to try and stop it. Uh, it's now runaway amphibious sub. He tries to stop it a bit. MJ then thinks that they can stop it with a magnetic field ring. It does the trick right at the last second and pretty easily, too, making me wonder why they just didn't use it before. Right. Could have used it right in the beginning, and this would have been a five-minute episode. Yeah, could have saved us a lot of trouble. Yeah. Of watching this. Um, MJ. And it would have been fun to use on the piranhas. Oh, that would have been Especially, like, to then throw them at somebody. That would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, MJ says the pro stars ring in another victory. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to Ipanema and I don't know what exactly he's doing, but he's pumping up the spire back into the, into the normal heights, I guess. Yes. Uh, Is he putting like the stuff that was in the ground back in or is it, is he just inflating a, an inflatable spire? I don't really understand at that point. I figured he was just refilling in the dirt. Hmm. Uh, the band is back on top, and they're playing their little satellite concert. And here we get 
this makes the Pro Stars theme song. I, I think the same guys wrote the Carissa song or the Van or the Van this band song. Uh, children and the Pro Stars are here to make us win. Don't wait another day for us all to begin. We're out to save the forest. Nature's still alive. We need to keep the trees in the forest where they thrive. It was better and, than the yeah. first attempt. And also, the band kind of lucked out by being kidnapped and all that because they didn't have to lug their equipment all up there. They just got, like, blown up with, yeah. you know, his little pump, so they didn't have to really do anything. So if you think about it, the band kind of lucked out in this whole scenario. Yeah, little Paco wasn't going to carry up all that no. uh, equipment. I don't yeah. know how they are going to get it up there. <clears throat> yeah. All right, so then that uh, that wraps up the uh, overall episode, and then we just get a couple. We get one quick question um, from the you know the kids who write in here. It says Wayne, do you drive to the games? And Wayne says uh, he drives to every game because it's too far to walk. And they, what about Bo? And Bo says, of course. How else would I get there? And does like a little weird uh, head tilt. And then we fade to black. Are they always are. kind of like? Dicks when they answer the question because I was like, man, uh, no, no. But sometimes some of the answers are like a little questionable. Um, and and some usually sometimes Wayne gives like a slightly serious answer on something. But yeah, no, they're not usually. I did find that it seemed like they were like Bo was a bit of uh, a dick on that one. So was Wayne. Yeah, and then I just assume Michael does not drive himself to the game because he never answered the question. I don't think Michael's ever going to answer a question. But he, he doesn't answer any of the questions? Not so far. He's 0 for 6. Like I don't know Like if somebody just never told him about this thing. <laughs> uh, and then they were like, oh, shit, uh, we forgot to tell Mike. He needs to record some stuff. This question answering yeah. at the end mm. really disturbed me. I'm like, it was a valid question. Like, do you have a driver that drives you? And they're, <laughs> they're like, this is the. They answered it like this is the stupidest question in the world. Of course, I would drive. Yeah. You know, that's not what she was asking, Wayne. Wayne likes to make a couple jokes every now and then. Cause I, so I think he was the. You know, oh, it's too far to walk. I think he was trying to be like oh, his well. little smarty pants joke there. His delivery oh, was bad. Well, it's it's a normal delivery, which again is so weird that when you compare it to the cartoon Wayne, who's just goofballs, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there we go. That's uh, folks. Episode six, Brazil nuts. They went to Brazil. There was nothing to do with nuts ever. <laughs> um, so I was, but it it was nutty. It was nutty. I. Uh, Chris, I have a couple questions to ask you uh, overall about this episode. Okay. And and the first one is, uh, what uh, what do you think you want to rate this episode? I am going to give it a six. No, I'm going to give it a four nostalgias out of ten. Ooh, that's a good one. Four nostalgias out of ten. Um, I am, I'm going to give it, uh, five, uh, out of 10, uh, Van Karasi singles. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. Now, uh, as, uh, everybody who's been listening to this so far knows, uh, I'm going to take both of those things. I'm going to put them into... Uh, our greatness meter. That's the genuine real electro algorithmic total numerical efficiency sorting system. This episode overall is a 3.3. Ooh, that's the worst one we've had yet. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the lowest one yet. Makes sense, but lowest one yet. Lucky me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, uh, every single week I am going to nominate an MVP that's EMVP the episode's most valuable person and then uh, at the end of the series we will nominate a series MVP uh, but who did you get for MVP here in this uh, episode 
Oh, it's got to be the henchman for sure. So uh, you know, pure what? loyalty and willingness, and probably the best henchman you could ever get. Uh, yeah. Now, this is the first time this is going to happen because uh, that's also who I was going to go with. I was also going to go with the henchman. Um, oh yeah, there's no other choice. Yeah. Uh, so, folks, tomorrow you can still check Twitter. I will have a poll on there where you can vote for the episode, the official episode MVP. Just know it's going to be the henchman. <laughs> All right. There we go. Uh, and then finally, based on episode one of Pro Stars, uh, when the Q and A, because uh, they had several questions, but they asked uh, who would be a great fourth Pro Star. Uh, Chris, who do you think would be uh, awesome to add to the Pro Star lineup? Uh, basically, we are taking uh, Bo and Michael and Wayne, treating them like uh, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. And now we're, we're kind of like, you know, Justice League Unlimited style here and, and ro- rounding out this full team, And uh, which in our, our final episode, we're, we're going to kind of go over what the full roster is. But who do you think would be great? I believe their Aquaman would be none other than Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Okay, I think that is a that's a great choice with face tattoo, <clears throat> even though that came way later. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we're not tied into any uh, okay specific year or anything. Uh, I think that's a great choice. Um, I think Michael would have a lot of great little one liners to throw in there. Uh, he's also um, you know he's got some strength uh, to throw around there as well, and he's crazy. He is a little bit crazy. Also, he's uh he's got the pigeons. He's uh he's known for having those uh with the homing pigeons, and so I think that would play nicely in somehow where they would tie that in somewhere. Yeah, I picture him like Murdoch on the A team, that kind of role. It's not it's not a bad role at all. Just more muscular. Yeah, way more muscular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my addition this uh, time is uh I'm I'm gonna add Pele. Okay. Um, we haven't had any soccer people added yet. I think uh, the bicycle kick thing would look really awesome. Yes, especially with that um, giant mud basketball instead of the mm-hmm. catapult. Instead of yeah. Bo Jackson destroying more of the rainforest he's trying to protect, Pele would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously there'd be some cool, like, soccer ball-based gadgets, but, like, you know, you'd get Pele doing a a soccer kick. He'd kick a soccer ball. It would suddenly turn into, like, a giant net. And land on the bad guys. I think we would have some fun there, right? Um, plus, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to get some good representation of all the sports uh, as much as possible. So, um, folks, Pele and Mike Tyson they have been added to the uh, our Pro Stars Unlimited lineup, and uh, we'll reveal the full team in our final episode. But by now, you've listened to six episodes. You know who they all are. And it's all good. They're all there. Um, so that's that. That is uh, the episode of Pro Stars Brazil Nuts. Chris, thank you very much for joining us this week. Um, why don't you let everyone know what you got going on lately? Um, you can catch me on Podcast 42. We're a comedy fictional travel through space and visit different planets that are influenced by Earth's pulp culture history. Um, got some projects going on on the Podfix Presents channel. So one project I'm producing and another one I'm helping out vocally. Um, so you'll catch, uh, they should both be released actually by the time this comes out. Um, one's called Two Drunk Mills and a Gen Z and the other is the True Super True Crime Podcast. All right, well, excellent. Uh, looking forward to hearing all of those. Yeah, Chris, you did mention the Podfix Network. Chris is also uh, one of the heads over there at the Podfix Network. So I think you are too, aren't you? Oh, I am? Yeah, I think so. Wow. That's new. You were in the meetings. Mm. I was. Well, I sleep a lot. Yeah. So. But I wear those glasses that make it look like my eyes are still open. Uh, and so they're infrared. Yeah. They are, they are, because I, I am always worried – that Chad is going to show up uh, invisible, <laughs> and I need and I need to uh, make sure that I know when he's there in the room. Right. Yeah, uh, folks, join us again next week. We'll be going over episode seven. It's called Blockbusters, and uh, we're going to have our friend Chris Brayton joining us here uh, to go over that. And it's, I'm sure it's that's the most boringest name of any of the titles that they have here so far. But uh, 
I'm pretty sure that means it's going to be an insane nutty episode overall. Yeah, I'm going to watch it and then listen to the recap that you guys do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, check the, everyone check the show notes if you want to go back through and listen and, and watch this one again and then tell me and uh, email me and let me know how Chris was wrong about a lot of stuff. Um, but All right. uh, in, yeah, exactly what I said. Uh, but until next week, that was great, wasn't it? Well, how great was that? Hmm? A big thank you to our guests this week. Please go ahead, look into the show notes. You'll find some links there for their Twitter, Instagrams, uh, emails, you know, whatever's available will be there. Check them out. Check out the shows. Give them some ratings, reviews. It is the least we can do uh, for the generosity of taking the time to come on and watch Pro Stars with us. While you're at it, you can keep up with the show and, and us. We're also on Twitter. How great was that? Instagram at how great was that? Or if you have any notes on the show, maybe something we missed in our deep dive, feel free to email us. That was great, wasn't it? At gmail.com. We can be found on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, etc. Subscribe today so you don't miss a beat. Uh, come episode like 10 or 11 or so, you if you're not keeping up to speed with this, you'll be completely lost on Pro Stars. If you get a chance while you're there, also please drop a review at any of those outlets. Rate us wherever uh, else you can. Maybe like a Good Pods or Pod Chaser, etc. Spread the word around for this brand new show. It's a good time that we're having here, and we'd love to have more and more people listen. We are a proud member of the Podfix Network. Check out all that they have to offer by going to www.podfixnetwork.com. Follow them on Twitter at Podfix or on Instagram at official underscore Podfix. Finally, our theme music is provided by the Dr. Dre of Kansas himself, Terry Vicroy. Check him out on his regular podcast, Run the Real. So uh, until next week, folks, that was great, wasn't it? <laughs>